Hello and welcome to the special bonus episode of the Healthy Podcast. I'm your host and Healthy Magazine editor Anna Beryl and today I'm joined by Healthy journalist Hattie Parrish and our editorial director Ellie Hughes. Hattie and Ellie have just about recovered from the Three Peaks Challenge, which for those of you who don't know involves climbing Ben Nevis, Scarfell Pike and Snowdon all in 24 hours. But before we find out about how they get on, let's clear up all of the housekeeping. You're listening to The Healthy Podcast, part of the UK's best-selling women's wellbeing magazine, Healthy. As mentioned, this is a special bonus episode of The Healthy Podcast, but our feed will usually be updated with a few other shows. We have Healthy Debates, our roundtable conversation podcast where we debate, dispute and demystify the trending topics in the world of health and wellbeing. Episode 1 is available to download from your usual podcast app right now. There you'll also find the first episode of Extra Healthy Debates, the Healthy Debates bonus episode, where one of our podcast regulars has a candid one-to-one with a special guest about the health choices that have motivated their lives. In the first episode, I chat to vegan chef and YouTube star Gaz Oakley, aka The Avant-Garde Vegan, about the defining moment that made him turn vegan overnight, what it's like to be vegan in 2018, and how internet personalities like him have rebranded plant-based diets for a new generation of young people. And that's also available to download now. Remember, you can pick up the latest edition of Healthy Magazine in your local Holland and Barrett store and on selected newsstands across the country. Or you can head over to healthy-magazine.co.uk to get your digital fix of all things natural beauty, food, fitness, health and self. Hattie and Ellie, have you both about recovered? Yes, I'd say so. (laughs) We we couldn't move pretty much. I think we were all pretty much affected the same way, i.e. none of us could move. We were being assisted with our bags at the stations on the way home (laughs) by all and sundry. Well, Um, at least they helped you. uh, They did. But now now I'm fine, yeah. Yeah. Did yoga today, so I'm well on the Feeling loose. Mm. Yeah. Um, So let's just get this out the way. First of all, you guys just missed your 24-hour deadline. Yeah. So essentially (laughs) when we set it up, we did give ourselves a bit of leeway. So the reason why we are doing the Three Peaks as part of a series of challenges that we're doing as a company, Mm -hmm. the healthiest part of, to celebrate our 25th year as as a company, as a business. So we had always given ourselves a kind of 25 hour outside limit. So actually we smashed it. Well done guys. (laughs) (laughs) On a personal note, a lot of us wants to do it within 24 hours just because that's That's more commonly traditionally held challenge. But in fact, we we met our sponsorship targets and, and kind of all the official stuff we had to do we just perhaps didn't quite do it quite as fast as we wanted to do but we learned a lot along the way and and had a great time right so let's just take it back to the beginning why did you guys want to get involved in the challenge I just quite like a challenge anyway I don't know I just thought I reckon I can do that and I'd like to prove that I can plus you know obviously raising money for really good causes which is a large part of it yeah I think it was just kind of taking something on yeah I think for me I like to have at least one challenge per year um, in the last few years, that's been cycling, quite a lot of cycling um, and kind of endurance and long distance cycling and then a few triathlons. So this year, when this came up, it was something different. Um, I was getting a bit bored of all the cycling, to be honest. Really good fun, fantastic countryside, a chance to meet different people on the team. I mean, Hattie mm. and I work together, so we see each other every day at work, but other people across the company were quite different. It was a different spread of skills and um departments and ages and seniorities involved so it was a really good team 
building experience from that point mm. of view. Yeah, really nice to get to know people that otherwise I probably wouldn't have spoken to other than, you know, hello in the kitchen yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and we did yeah. get to know each other. I mean, we've mm. seen each other at least half naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so some bonding yeah. has happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and are you guys big walkers, whether that's mountain or just general pavement mm. walking? Pavement, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're in London. You can't do a lot of mountain yeah. walking, sadly. But yeah, I do walk pretty much everywhere. So, but yeah, it's a totally different thing, though. It's yeah, it's definitely not, climbing, yeah. not walking. Yeah. <laughs> so take us through your training. Um, so we didn't have much time. No. I think it was the first thing we had about eleven or twelve weeks from when we said wow. we were going to do it okay. to when we did it. So it was pretty much boom, get on with it from the get go. Um, I think speaking for you, Hattie, as well here, we both do quite a lot of fitness anyway mm. in our general lives. So it was maybe skewing some of that slightly more towards walking. Um, so I, for example, I wanted to carry on doing my regular, regular fitness classes, but in fact, as the weeks went on, I realised that I just needed to be walking instead of doing those. So some of those dropped out. We did some team kind of um, outings. We went up to the Brecon Beacons one weekend, which was fantastic. Mm. Um, And of course, we were doing it all in a heat wave. It was absolutely... Yeah, the weather was not on your side. (laughs) So that was a kind of added challenge that I think, well, I felt anyway, that we, because we were training in quite difficult heat, it would probably be easier on the day because it wouldn't be as hot. So it was kind of nice to overtrain slightly. Mm. And apart from the Brecon Beacons, have you guys climbed any other mountains, whether that's in the UK or abroad? Or is this the first time? I've done Snowden before as a teenager. I actually hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Was this time better? This time was much better, although we were going at tremendous pace. We were virtually running up to try and do it within 24 hours. Um, And this time around my boots fit, which was always helpful. (laughs) Amazingly, none of us got blisters, I don't think. I mean, my my main priority during training was my feet. I was really obsessed with my feet, as Hattie knows. (laughs) I told her every day, my foot update. Um, so many foot products, we all, yeah. <laughs> we all had uh, lots of blisters during training, but mm. I think by the time we came around to it, we'd, we'd done our job and our boots were all worn in and we'd done lots of research on socks and layers of socks and blister socks. And So what are your top powder. feet care tips then? <laughs> well, I covered the bus. So we were, the, the main thing to say is on the actual challenge, you go between the three peaks on the minibus, mm-hmm. which was kind of the hardest bit actually for Chaos. me was the time on the minibus but I covered the whole bus in talcum powder I got obsessed with having my feet completely dry <laughs> between each challenge so that's my top tip I used the towel which worked as well <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so how many days was this done over I mean it is so it's 24 hours but we, the way we did it and there are different ways you can do it but um essentially the clock starts the minute you start climbing the first mountain which for us was Ben Nevis which was I think probably what people usually do because it is obviously the highest one and also the furthest away so we spent the morning getting up to Scotland um, on the train so it was a pretty early start seven o'clock train from London to Glasgow and then about a three-hour drive from Glasgow Mm. to Fort William grabbing some supplies and then it's kind of boom you're off the bus go wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you've already traveled for about yeah, we're knackered by the time we yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Kind of knackered when you start. So we started, what, about 4pm, yeah. didn't we, Ben Nervous? And then you finish, obviously, 4pm the next day. Yeah. That's the yeah. idea. So how long yeah. did it take you um, to climb and come down, uh, Ben Nervous? I think it was about five and a half hours for me, but we had, as a group, a few setbacks at the beginning, which meant a lot of waiting round, unfortunately. Otherwise, I think we would have all done it a bit faster. Uh, so <laughs> how, many, how many were on the team? So there were 11 of us on the team, which is quite a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, 
and it's you know you learn all these things as you go which is part of the the fun of the challenge and why it is a challenge obviously um there were quite a few different fitness levels in the group so a couple of people who were super fit um Hattie and I who I think I'd put probably in the kind of middle group who were reasonably fit I think you're being more (laughs) and then a few others who maybe could have done a bit more training but you kind of learn that as you as you go and you get very quickly spread out on the mountain so keeping track of where everyone is, the ones in front and the ones behind becomes quite a challenge. Mm. And that that slowed us down a bit at the beginning, working out where everyone was and who was going to do it in the time and who wasn't um, and deciding who would go on and maybe who would drop out at what stages. So yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing you don't know until you do it. Yeah. yeah. And how does it work logistically? Do you have a guide with you? Are you getting yourself up there? How does it work? You have a guide, but you only have one per group and the other one stays in the bus and they swapped doing the driving. Um, But it meant that obviously if the group split, the guide can only be with one group of people, which I think is, again, one of the kind of issues we ended up having. And for the last mountain, every group had a walkie-talkie, which worked much better. But we didn't figure that out until the end. Yeah. 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 So what was mountain two? Which one was that? Uh, Scarfell Pike. And how did that go? I actually like that one, yeah, even um, though you start, we started at about 3am, so it's a bit weird. I Yeah, I quite liked that's it. That's the one that I was <laughs> yeah. definitely most nervous about. Mm. Why um, was that? Because you do it in the middle of the night, you go up in the dark, and I had heard stories about people falling off. Yeah. So it's it quite the steep, steepest. It's the steepest yeah. one. So although it's not the highest, it's the steepest. Um, and there were a couple of times where we had to kind of gather together and the guide was like, just be careful around this left-hand turn, there's a sheer drop. Um, and the other thing to say was we were walking in quite bad weather conditions. It was mm. quite um, unlucky, really, given that we're trained in such a heat wave that when it came around to the event, I think maybe the first hour of each mountain maybe was in kind of visibility. And after that, we were in low cloud for all the rest. Mm. Oh, wow. So very wet. Really yeah, tricky. it was no wet, visibility. Yeah. yeah. Was it scary at any point? No, but no. I think that's because we were so focused on just doing it. Getting it yeah. done. Yeah. 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 Cool. And what about food? When are you eating? Oh, just like kind of trying to force stuff down in between in the bus. You've, for some reason, you totally don't want to eat. It's horrible. And then on the mountain, things like sweets and energy bars and stuff like yeah. that. Ellie likes gels. I did. I got the more competitive gels. Yeah. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> I mean, one thing that I've learned from my cycling is to try and feed once an hour, mm. um, which was my plan for this. But in fact, it was really hard. To do that mm-hmm. because you're going up so you're out of breath there's no rest you're going quite fast and then because it was wet most of we had our things in our bags with covers on so that's another thing that oh, i haven't really thought about mm-hmm. getting walking trousers with loads of pockets and having everything lined up so that's yeah. the kind of thing you learn as you yeah. go so you guys left with pretty much everything but the kitchen sink yeah <laughs> um what what did you actually need and what didn't you need didn't need as much food mm, as no. we took. I guess maybe because it was difficult to eat it, but even so, the amount we took was insane. Um, I think for me, like I took waterproof trousers because they told us to, and mm. in fact, we never had time or the inclination to put them on. We no. just accepted getting wet. I mean, it was summer, so it wasn't really cold. Just accepted getting wet and then stripped off at the end of each climb and put on a new set of clothes for the next climb. Um, and I also took a kind of warm layer, which I didn't need at all. So as oh, yeah. as I went up each mountain, my bag got smaller and smaller. And I started off with poles as well, which okay. um, I thought would be good. But actually, I think it was the wrong time to be new to poles because we were going so fast. Had you fast. trained with poles? Not really. So, and they're quite heavy to carry. Mm. So, yeah, I think that was mm. possibly not 
not needed really no yeah. and yeah and we were just a lot warmer than we thought we'd be like a few seconds into each mountain we were all stripping off yeah. so it was just so hot because yeah. obviously you're going at quite a pace we were trying to and uphill you just you don't need that many clothes yeah by the end, by Snowden, we were just like in shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. and you were running. doing that in the afternoon yeah. of the final day. So that was just running in shorts and t-shirts. And part of the celebration as well, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought we were mad because everyone else up there was in raincoats and what have you. But yeah. they weren't doing it at the same speed that we were. <laughs> so which was the hardest to climb? Which mountain was the hardest to climb? I think under the circumstances that we did it, Snowden. But that's because we got there with two hours, 50 minutes to do it within the 24 hours which is insane anyway and so we were just legging it up yeah. there and that made it really difficult and it was everyone had said it's the easy mountain but actually there was a lot of scrabbling on your hands and knees sort of climbing oh. which I hadn't expected so yeah. I think that was the hardest for me but yeah I would agree yeah. I was I was quite taken aback with how hands and kneesy and scrambly mm. it was at the top and you fact, wouldn't expect that no because it's really busy I mean the other thing was um it was really busy on Snowdon so when we were going up Ben Nevis everyone else was coming down because it was about four o'clock in the afternoon and everyone's saying what what are you doing going up now and we're like three peaks three peaks and everyone's like good luck good luck um so you're doing that really against the tide to start with and then the crowds die down and it, you're just on your own so that was fine Scarfell Pike it's the middle of the night so obviously there's nobody else there who's mad enough to do it. And then, but by the time we got to Snowdon, it's summer holidays. It was quite a nice day at kind of ground level. Mm. So it was absolutely random. Ellie was elbowing there. people yeah. off the mountain. Like, I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, we're on the clock, charity <laughs> coming through. Um, but, they, you know, there are t- toddlers, all sorts wow. of up there. Mm. Yeah, because you can get the train mix. up as well. So I think some people mm. get the train up and then they walk around at the top. A lot of dogs but, as well. Dog, lots of dogs. A dog in like a baby carrier thing as well yeah 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 and that's taking it too far yeah Yeah. i mean i think i found ban nevis quite hard because we hadn't got into our rhythm yet yeah um so there was a lot of stopping and starting and discussing what our tactics were going to be um and then we knew pretty much that we were losing time so that made it a bit stressful as well Mm. it also must be hard to have a game plan and stick to it when you're in such a big group especially yeah. when you've got different fitness levels yeah I think because we didn't know each other's fitness levels and none of us had done it before it, it was impossible really to have a game plan next time round, we, we could and we would but mm. it was all a, you know it was a learning experience and that was part of the challenge really and part of the fun of it and are you going to go around for a uh, second go yeah to try and beat that 24 hour because 22 minutes like I can't have that yeah and have you got any tips for people wanting to take on the three peaks challenge really train like don't think you'll be able to do it without it it's hard going and because of the sleep deprivation as well as the physical side you need to think about both yeah I think I think for me I only like I knew it'd be hard and I had trained and I am used to putting my body through overnight events and weird things so I knew that my body would probably go a bit weird but cope but it's the kind of time in between that's so frantic Mm. Because you're all jumping on a minibus, you're trying to get change, you're trying to shovel down food and sleep. And in the same time, the minibus is driving as fast as they can round, you know, bendy country roads to get you from the highlands down to the Lake District. Because you're covering big distances, aren't you? Quite a lot of driving, more driving than I was expecting. Mm. Um, So that went a bit mad. (laughs) A bit mad, the sort of food threat, jumping around, you know, you're jumping around, (laughs) bags falling over. um, Wow. And you're just solely sleeping in the van. Yeah. So no showers. No showers. No. Wet wipes. 
<laughs> oh, your friend. <laughs> I mean, with the food, definitely take stuff you will eat. Don't like, and that you actually like. Like I found, I took loads of stuff that I was like, oh, this will be great and it will give me energy and blah, blah, and I didn't eat it because I just didn't feel like it at all. Um, so what were you eating? This horrible pasta salad I'd made. No, it looked quite oh. nice from there. Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> I just, because I got sick of it, I made like a vat yeah. of it and it was awful. But I ended up eating like loads of crisps, like salty stuff, because yeah. you lose so much, I think, in your sweat and that, that, that was actually really where good. where are you getting your energy from? I don't know. <laughs> the horrible pasta <laughs> salad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I think for me, and I knew this, I get bored of sugary stuff quite quickly and your teeth start to hurt. Mm. So I knew that I wanted some savoury snacks, but it is quite hard just to get them down. I had a lot of nuts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can aid sleep in any way, like I put an audio book on my phone and that helped me mm. drop off a bit because it is really hard to sleep in it, but you need sleep in the bus, sorry, but you need to as much as you can. Um, and we had like neck pillows, didn't we? And eye masks yeah. and stuff like that. Still really uncomfortable, but <laughs> probably better than if you hadn't used them. Um, so there were a few bits where we got a bit nerve wracking. What so were they? There were a few falls. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, coming down by Nevis, because we'd run out of, we were running later than we thought we were going to be. We were late to start because of traffic and the train was late into Glasgow. And then because of all the hooing and hawing at the beginning, we actually came down and it was getting quite dark, but we hadn't taken our torches. So one person fell over there and gave herself quite a scare. So that took us a bit longer to get down. And then at the end, I think on Snowden, um, a couple of others fell because they were running. Um, one person mm, was that trying hand, to improve on their time? Trying to improve on their time. Well, they did get it sub 24, um, yeah. these two at the front. But yeah, she fell. And left a little trail of blood for the yeah. rest oh. of us to follow. <laughs> yeah. but, but at least you know where she'd be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it put any of us off. They weren't. No. It was just kind of everyone's like, okay, fine, get up. It's part of the deal. We're all trying to get as fast as we mm. can. I think it was a great experience. Everyone mm. loved it, to, you know, and you can see that from the fact we would all do it again and, and want to do it again. Um, the weather was a shame because it was a bit cloudy. So the endorphin rush that I was hoping to get just from being out in these amazing places. I mean, they are the most beautiful yeah. places in the UK. They absolutely are. But you couldn't see them. So it was a bit like being on the kind of yeah, Groundhog setting Day. on the treadmill. Yeah. Mm. So you, you could see nothing at all. I could see Hattie's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Always delightful. Yeah, yeah. Lucky Ellie. When I mean, you're going so fast, you don't have time to almost think about where you're putting your feet. So it was literally where Hattie put her feet. That's where I put my feet. It's just like you're going boom, boom, boom up these kind of rocky paths. Yeah. And did you guys, <laughs> you know, get to a point where you felt too tired and that you didn't want to go on? Mm, I never wanted to not go on. I had one bit when we were on Snowden where, so Ellie and I were up the front with two or three of our other colleagues yeah. and they kind of took off and we were just a bit slower behind them. We're much shorter, may I add. So I think that's why. <laughs> and there was a bit where I suddenly was just like, oh my God, I don't have any energy. I went quite dizzy and I was, didn't I still didn't think I wouldn't do it, but I just felt a bit, you know, a bit of a wobble. But I think that that was yeah. the only time it lasted five minutes and then I carried on. Yeah. You know? I mean, from my yeah. point of view, I was quite glad when I saw Hattie have the wobble. <laughs> I was like, great, I can slow down. Because we've been really trying to keep up with two incredibly fit people mm. to try and bust the 24-hour um, deadline. And we just couldn't quite do it because we're not complete diehard yeah. athletes, which they both are. Um and I was really kind of, oh my God, I can barely breathe. 
but didn't want to say anything. But then when I could see Hattie went a bit pale, I was like, okay, great, let's slow down. It's quite good though. Thank you. I think that helps though, having, you know, someone with you to keep you going at the same time. Definitely, yeah. And do you have any tips for people wanting to take on the challenge themselves? I think be really organised. It was, I mean, people often do it and drive it themselves. We, wow, do they? Yeah, or they have friends to drive them. And we had shared a lot of stories that we'd all read on the um, internet about people that have got lost or got a flat tyre or what have you, and that has scuppered their times. So we did pay for a proper company to take us around and drive us. And although it wasn't cheap, it probably was worth it just in terms of not having to worry about that. Um, so that was good. I mean, next time around, we might try and do it self-drive, but we'll see. Mm. Now we know about what we're doing. I think we didn't really set our deadlines for each section tightly enough. So no. that's what I've learned. So if we did it again, you need to know that you need to be at a certain point of Ben Nevis within one hour. You need to be at the summit by, I guess, three hours and down again by five. Um, and once time starts slipping away, you can't really make it you back can't get up. can't it back. No. Yeah. It must be hard, though. I mean, if you've never done it before to know how to time it properly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can read all the information, but there's nothing like actually being there. Um, another tip I would say, don't be afraid just to pee anywhere. Because <laughs> you, you have to. And trying to make stops for everyone is just not possible. And we stopped at this one service station. We all got out. There's one toilet forever. So we were like all queued. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Spend so loads that of was time. probably our 20 minutes yeah. we lost there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah, go for the bushes. Yeah. It's fine. And we'll Lose your inhibitions. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot was in the dark anyway. So, you know. That's could, always a bonus. There you go. Scarfell comes into it there. So to conclude, I think anyone could yeah. do it. It's really, mm. it's really good fun. I don't think you have to be super fit. A lot, of, a lot of it is about um, being determined mm. as much as being super fit. Um, I mean, but you have to be quite fit, but not super fit. You just have to have the right mindset. And I would recommend it. It was a really good once in a lifetime experience. It was unlike anything I've done before. Um, so yeah, I'd really recommend it. It was great fun. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you both for taking us through your three peaks challenge. Of course. And uh, we look forward to the next one. If you want to sponsor Ellie and Hattie, we will put the uh, link in our show notes. So that was our special Three Peaks bonus episode of the Healthy Podcast. If you like that, remember you can pick up the latest edition of Healthy Magazine in your local Holland and Barrett and on selected newsstands across the country. Or you can head over to healthymagazine.co.uk to get your digital fix of all things beauty, food, fitness, health and self. To make sure you don't miss an episode, remember to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. And if we've put you in an extra good mood, share the love with a review and a five-star rating. Thank you for listening.